The NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BKRB. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code BKRB at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 1-800-522-4700, 888-789-777-1-800-BETS-OFF, 1-877-770-STOP, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Visit opgr.org. Call and text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 or 1-88-532-3500. 21 plus physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Elevated restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com forward slash sportsbook for details. Pod Boys Productions. Welcome back to Movies Are Relevant on Brooklyn Rebound Network, the movies podcast where me, Padre, and my boy Eric Edashnam over there talk a little films, current and classic. Uh, last episode, we we wrapped up, uh, we, we broke the format a little bit to just talk 2021 best films. It was tied in with the Oscars a little bit. So we wrapped up the year, but uh, let's start by saying, uh, Eric, is there anything, any of the ones we talked about that you hadn't seen yet on that one or any other 2021 uh, gems since that uh, a few weeks ago when we did that one that you've been catching up on? Um, Oscar movies. I saw Benedetta, finally. I don't think that was an Oscar movie, but... Uh... No, but uh, we talked about it on the last pod, so... What a... I think I spoiled bomb. it for you a little bit. Uh, no, not really. Yeah, okay. really really fun to that movie. It's uh, Verhoeven does it again, right? It's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He'd rarely it's, messes. It's a compelling story on its own, and it's obviously um, satirical, and then people will just continue to watch it like it's actually a fascist text for the next 25 years, and we have to deal with that. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. <laughs> like the Starship Trooper is an uh, analogy there. Ugh. Or uh, Playbook. Oh, and I saw Drive My Fucking Car. Yeah, I watched that. 
beautiful, beautiful wow. fucking movie. I can't believe it took. Is me that so a long. different movie to drive my fucking car? That's that's a. But yeah, that's the American adaptation or the Italian adaptation. <laughs> it's an it's an F one drive yeah. to survive thing. <laughs> no, is it shorter or longer than than drive my car? God, I'm gonna tell for it, real. Tell um, I did manage to get it all done in one sitting. Uh, beautiful, beautiful movie. Oh, wow. Not a lot more to be said. This episode's not about it, but uh. Really, mm-hmm. really came through for me. Expectations were sky high, and they were not. Uh, they were not let down. It's just. Uh, I'm just a guy. Uh, you read who, the short story. Yes. Too, yeah. Right? I am just a guy sitting in front of a car, telling it that I miss my dead wife. Um, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful movie. Uh, yeah. So those are the two big ones that I've seen. I did not go back and watch Coda after it won, like we said we would do. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of scrapped that plan, cause we were talking about oh, uh, we do that the what eventual winner, which we didn't know at the time was gonna be Coda, or would we do a um, Red Rocket episode, which we both kind of wanted to do. I mean, we still could do that, but but as of as of today, we're doing a a, a Hamlet centric episode with a primarily we're gonna be talking about Robert Eggers and the we're gonna Northman be hearing that in with... this episode. And I had a cheeky little uh, com- comparison, <laughs> you know, Canadian comedy classic comparison with Strange Brew, which weirdly is uh, kind of takes a little bit of a, a light adaptation of, a, of the Hamlet story framework. But um, yeah, so anyway, though, did, uh, did we want to dig in on Red Rocket a little bit? I know you had some thoughts, uh, or are we still thinking we might push that to a full app? Um, we could definitely do a full episode on that. Um, I mean, okay, okay. it was a good movie that I liked quite a bit. Uh, and I, I think it presents the modern American viewer with some challenges. Like we, like we said last time, um, that I think modern American moviegoers need to get more comfortable dealing with uh-huh. in movies. I'm so sick of Marvel brain. I'm sick of the hi hat. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just tired of people. Acting like it is a, a, a moral failing to include a character in a movie or even make a movie about a character that you uh, don't want to um, date your daughter. I, like, yeah. We need to be able to make movies about bad people. That's, that's, that's my pitch on Red Rocket. And uh, a nice Miller's cross, uh, uh, reference, uh, Crossing reference. But uh, the, now, like, if you compare it to the two films we're going to talk about today, of course, you wouldn't want any the main characters in these films dating your daughter either but uh it's a different kind of spin on things and uh like the, the films we're going to be talking about today are not are starkly contrasted uh, to red rocket which we kind of touched on last time but has completely realistic character like seem like pulled from real life characters for the most part right where uh whereas this is, is a, a, the north is a movie from, about a guy uh, who you do want to date your daughter and you believe everything he says and he's the great he's he's the hero of the film and a nice guy yeah <laughs> well okay <laughs> i don't know about that but uh but in performance wise at least yeah that's very uh cinematic uh the, the robert eggers style performance is a very uh only works in cinema frankly i would say I would agree with that. Yes, big. characters go pretty big, and of course, Strange Brew is a, you know essentially a comedy sketch, pulled you know comedy sketch characters. Were these SNL but guys? I know one of them is Rick Moranis. The uh, yes, okay. The, the other one's name is Dave Thomas. They're S. I believe they're SCTV guys, which is like the equivalent. Okay. That's like the Canadian version. Gotcha. 
uh, Eugene Levy was on that show as well. Um, um, who else? Uh, a bunch of famous uh, comedian, Canadian comedians. I believe, I'm not 100% sure, I guess we could probably look that up, but I believe they were uh, characters, like the, the Bob and Doug McKenzie were like sketch characters on that show. Got and you. It's like the same thing as doing like an SNL movie, you know. Because I was so annoyed by this movie the that I didn't do that much research on yes. it. But it did remind mm-hmm. me of like, what if Wayne's World were a thoroughly fail, was a thorough failure? Which, now I have my answer to that question. So, I w- that's, I, 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 when I was watching it, so I had never seen this either. I had always heard, like, it's a cult classic. Um, I would have to say, you know, I didn't love it either. I know you clearly hated it. Um, I probably liked it more than you did, but still, I think uh, it was probably still influential, like, especially to, like, a Wayne's World type of film or, or even those characters. Crucially, this comes 10 years earlier. Uh, yeah, but still, man. And, you know, they're breaking the fourth wall and everything. Um, like, even... Th- that's why I think it was based on a sketch, too. Because, like, even at the start of the movie, you're, like... Their characters are, like, acting like they're known characters already, right? And they're, like, doing... Like, we're doing a movie now, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did, like, the opening shot with, um... The lion, the MGM lion, and they pan around and, like, they're actually, like, <laughs> sitting behind the lion. Yeah, I... So... I guess that was a good bit... None of the other bits, like the the hockey stormtroopers, like that. Yeah, I should have gotten more out of a movie. I should have gotten anything out of a movie involving Max von Sydow. Man. Oh, by the way, man. By the way, I mean, I thought I like Max von Sydow was entertaining enough to me. I mean, I'd rather have him than no, like a random person, I guess. Um, but we're if you if you take out the the uh, off um, what do you call it? The off. Uh, well, the the Oscars or the t- the last episode we did, the uh, off format episode is what I was looking for. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That then we would have had two two von Sydow's in a row in our classic pairings because the previous episode we did Bergman Island slash Through a Glass Darkly, and of course von Sydow was in that and is a big a Bergman you know player. Mm-hmm. So. And and for the listeners, we are uh, officially pivoting to von Sydow core, so. Just, mm-hmm. just be prepared for more Sidow. This is Von Sidow's summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to... Yeah, summer or whole whole year. We haven't got to summer yet, so I think it's just the year of VS. Uh, you know, we watched the <laughs> the end of Game of Thrones that he's thoroughly wasted in before he, that he died, I think. Shortly he's in after. Game of Thrones? Anyway. Yeah, he's the, 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 the three-eyed raven old man. God damn it, that's Again, right. Uh, completely wasted, uh, didn't have anything for him to do. So that will be the next episode. Anyway, could be. <laughs> Format switch again. Um, no, so yeah, so that that's Strange Brew, though. Um, I uh, Yeah, we probably won't talk too much about it. I mean, so, the, well, the, the genesis behind me picking that was, A, A I'd never seen it, and again, I, I'd always heard it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's one a lot of people are fans of. Um, I would guess most of those people grew up with it kind of thing. I think that's... I would imagine. ...to that sort of movie. It popped up back on my radar because it is on a list uh, I saw of films that are based or loosely based on Hamlet. Well, we'll just switch to The Northman. The Northman is uh, quite clearly based on it. Although, I, I, I realized this today when I looked it up, apparently Hamlet by uh, old Shakespeare 
was based upon this Norse mythology. Yes. So it's kind of like, so called Amleth, which the character in the Northmen, man played by uh, what's his name, uh, Skarsgård, is uh, Alexander Skarsgård. That's his character's name. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. That's the character's name, Amleth. So that's the legend is what the play is based on. What everything, all tons of movies are based on, because everything just goes back to Shakespeare. There's only like, there's only like five stories you can tell, and then you get mm-hmm. start remaking them. So now before before I say what, my thing, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say what would be if if that's true that all stories go back to Shakespeare. What would Red Rocket be? What Shakespeare would that be? Um, Red Rocket would be Falstaff. Okay. I'll take your word for it because I don't. I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know. Or that thing. Which, Faust, whichever one Faust of the Henrys the opera Falstaff comes from. Yeah. Oh, one of the Hen- yeah. There's several Henry Shakespeare's. I don't know if I've seen any of them. Sorry, what were you gonna go get into there? That's yeah. Right. So, uh, first, what other Hamlet movies besides Lion King were on that list? Because I was trying to think when we were trying to plan this fucking episode, mm-hmm. and uh, I got as far as Lion King. Well, a lot of them were just. So I think it was a Wikipedia list I was looking at. I was past. I think I looked at a couple lists, but the, the Wikipedia one was the most helpful. But I mean, mostly it was just versions of Hamlet. Like there's like a one where Mel Gibson plays him in the nineties. There's like a bunch of you know of actual Hamlet, right? Which I told you the last time we recorded, you'd do the Kenneth Branagh, not the Mel Gibson, just so everybody knows. Uh, but go on. Mm-hmm. Wait, what about Kenneth Branagh? The Kenneth Branagh adaptation of Hamlet is is my canonical uh, Hamlet. Um, the, the Mel Gibson one we don't talk about for obvious okay. reasons and because it's not as good as the Kenneth Branagh one. Well, I know Brandon did a lot of Shakespeare stuff. I didn't remember if there was a Hamlet one. I, I know he's did, like, um, what, the comedy one with Denzel and Keanu. Um, I guess he's done a bunch, though. Anyway, um, I did watch. I did watch. I, don't, I was real bored this day or in a weird mood, and I did watch Death on the Nile not too long ago. I saw that, too. Okay, you did not as well. a lot. Not a lot. All right, there. fuck the North, man. We, it was okay. We're going. We're doing Death on the Nile. <laughs> this is a Death on the Nile episode. God damn it. Yeah. So we want to talk a lot about the Northmen, and I'd like to get Strange Brew out of the way. Uh, we should just put put that train on the track and send it to the depot. Yeah, but you were gonna say what else was on there? Yeah, Lion King. I don't remember. There's a couple of other ones, but um, there wasn't. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't that many actually. Uh, that weren't the straight up adaptation, so I don't know. And even the Lion King, I feel like is only like well, the Lion a, King is literally the story of Hamlet. See, I don't. I kind of feel like only the first part is really like Hamlet, and then it doesn't really continue, right? Well, I mean, he he comes back to court, right? And when he comes back to court, he drives uh, the love of his life insane mm. uh, because his uh, vengeance has um fully fully taken over him uh and i think he kills his mom so that's in there too uh this is the line Uh, we're talking about (laughs) yeah all right i forgot about all that stuff yeah my yeah my comparison is falling apart on detail right here is where it falls apart by the way scar is clearly and now this is probably controversial anyway because like there there's a classic thing of like coding the villains as you know homosexuals uh that old hollywood slash well scar is high camp slash not even that old hollywood did but Scar is clearly uh, playing for that team, so he's not marrying the queen. He's just taking over. But if we're talking uh-huh, about the uh-huh. Northmen, actually, there's a part of that that's not really in the Hamlet story, the Shakespeare Hamlet, where 
you actually because in, in hamlet right um it starts with hamlet's father the king being dead already if i'm not mistaken so you don't have yes. any of this uh prologue part like we have in lion king uh and like we have in the north man with the with the um you know um uh how am i blanking on the great actor uh the the king in north man ethan hawk yeah Ethan Hawke, the Ethan Hawke uh, character, they have their little scene with him and the son training tor- sort of thing. So those are in those, and that doesn't happen in Hamlet itself, actually, right? So when I was watching Nor- Northman, I right. was like, oh, this is like a Lion King right here, basically. Um, and then you, then you kind of realize, oh, it's it's just Hamlet, but... Um, yeah, so so uh, you, wanted, you wanted to drive uh, uh, Strange Brew to conclusion, though? Uh, it is, I mean... Oh, yeah, we, we, we talked about it, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to leave it. Strange Brew, we watched, so we both watched The Northman, he watched it a year earlier, and I watched it very recently. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, so I should explain that. You saw a test screener, right? I saw what? You saw a test screening? Yeah, so that, that's what happened, so about, literally almost a year ago, like, or slightly over a year ago, now, April 2021, let's call it, um... I was on a list already because I'd seen when I first moved to LA about a year or two before that, I uh, saw a test screening of the Between Two Ferns movie, um, and uh, who I'm a big fan of that the director just come up on on the pod before yeah uh, Scott Ackerman. But anyway, I saw he had tweeted out like about it, so I signed up for that. Then I what I didn't realize is what I was signing up for like to get emails all the time now about come see this test screen and come see that. A lot of times they don't tell you what it is. Usually it seems like they say something first, like action comedy, this, and then you might get a follow-up a week <laughs> later if they haven't got enough people and they tell you a little bit more about it, like this star stars Peter Dinklage or something, whatever. But so anyway, I had been pretty much consistently ignoring all those emails because nothing looked interesting to me to uh, get over it to, you know, Burbank or whatever. But... Uh, at, at April 2021, 20, uh, I got one that said Robert Eggers' new film screening. And I was like, damn, well, I got to go try to go see this. So I did. Absolutely. It was The North Man. I think they maybe even said it was called The North Man in the email. But obviously didn't know anything about that. They make you sign all, you know, all this waiver or whatever. It is. Not a waiver, I guess. Uh, 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 NDA. Actually, the working title of this film was um, Soggy Bottom. So You're right. I was confusing things. That's right. So it was it was Robert Eggers, the soggy bottom man. Um, I think it was a good update to the title in this case. Uh, they yeah, so you, you have to sign an NDA. You can't say anything about it, any detail of it. Uh, so of course I did not come right on the pod and give it all away. But yeah, I saw it uh, over a year ago now, and unfortunately I was not able to see it again for this discussion. I was looking; it doesn't seem to be streaming anywhere right now yet, and. Uh, was not able to get back to the theater uh, when we decided we were going to do it, and then you told me you had seen it. But anyway, uh, I would take... So I don't know what changed, if anything. Probably some things, you know, after you see this test screening, they have they give you this, like, iPad, and you have to, like, answer mm-hmm. these questions. There are, I, I don't know why they do test screenings and, like, how... I mean, Hollywood's frustrating, because, like, most... I, I feel like even, like, I'm, like, doing movies, podcast. I think I'm decent at, you know explaining what's good or bad about a film or what i like about it but the way they set up these questions and everything like i feel my stuff's not even usable 
let alone any random person. Like, so I don't know how they get any good, good feedback from this. So, but regardless, um, you know, I, I took like the screening to be like, it looked like a finished film to me. So I don't know what, what changed of anything, but even over a year ago, it pretty much seemed like a completely, you know, even though they say this film's not finished, it's still being worked on. It seemed pretty like there was no CGI or something out of place or that I can tell or, you know, it seemed like the real nice. things. So. Yeah, well, hopefully not that much has changed. Yeah. Anyway, that was the story there. So I saw it a long time ago. Um, it was cool, though. You know, like it is cool. Like I hope it happens again with like another director I like, uh, where I can see. Yeah, yeah, for test. sure. But anyway, I think the only test screening I've ever been in was Pop Star colon Never Stop Never Stopping. Okay, that's not a so that's that that's. That's my history in a nutshell. Yeah, that movie is like weirdly beloved for a movie that no one fucking saw. Yeah, another cult it, it classic. It was great, yeah. That's a type of movie that also gets better with uh, watching it multiple times, I think. Like some comedies are like that. Hell, maybe mm-hmm. even, I mean, Strange Brew maybe even could be like that. I'm sure people, I'm sure it's the type of thing people watched again and again. Um, you know, I, 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 I like Rick Moranis. He looks like my dad or, or my, how my dad used to look back in the 90s at least. Everyone always said he was uh, fair. Uh, everyone always was like, "You you look like the honey I shrunk the kids guy," but uh, I like him as an actor. Um, and Dave Thomas, I like too. He still pops up in things like sitcoms and stuff. I see. I recognize him from like seeing him pop up in random stuff. But uh, you know, yeah, a lot of the bits didn't really work for me either. Um, as you know, I like I said, I did like the Von Cito character. Like, yeah, I thought it was entertaining enough. I like some. I like. I like a lot of the meta stuff. Like, I probably like the first kind of part of the movie a little better than the rest. By the end, I was just kind of like run, uh, running the clock yeah. out on it. But extreme same. Uh, I was running the clock out on this movie for for a long time. Uh, we should say this is a 1983 comedy from two, like we said, uh, former members of, uh, did you say SCTV? I believe SCTV, um, yeah. So it's, it's... It's essentially a sketch. Definitely, movie. like, running on the same template that Wayne's World eventually would run on and uh, Austin Powers, etc. Um, this movie is not an adaptation of Hamlet. It's an adaptation of the play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which follows the exploits of two That's what characters I was thinking, who they are like uh, the, yeah. live and die off screen during Hamlet. Uh, yeah. But I was wondering about that too, because that was a play then, because I know there's a film of that, which I think I've only seen like clips of, not the whole thing, but the film came out in like 1990 or something like that. So definitely well after this. Yeah. But was it a play before this happened? Yes, yeah. Okay. It, it's it's been a stage play for a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah, because they're definitely, Bob and Doug so McKenzie like, are definitely like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern uh, characters, which is not a yes. uh, not a Northman character set that I recall. Yeah. No, no, not not one I can think of. Uh, maybe Bjork? These guys have little adventures around like a classic 80s like... Uh, they're gonna use the beer. It reminds me so much of uh, Wet Hot American Summer, right? It's just mm. like the the plot isn't like I'm gonna take the mountain and frack it or whatever, um, so you can't ski here anymore. And the only way to stop me is to win a ski race. That's literally the plot of the Always Sunny episode. But but it's like the plot is I'm doing MK Ultra with beer. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely bonkers, but like not in a good way. <laughs> There's just no blood in its veins, man. There's no... None of the jokes are funny. 
like there's a scene where he they're trapped in a beer keg and they're they're drowning and they're doing the trash compactor thing from Star Wars, and they're 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 trying to drown them in there. And when when the other when the brother and um some hockey legend who I don't know yeah I couldn't tell was that a real uh, I assume it was show a real up to free them in real life, but I hope a... so. That would have been yeah that would have been funnier. Would have been funnier if it was just literally uh, Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux, but I guess it was a bit before their time. Because those are the only hockey players I know. They they maybe would be too big for uh, something that type of. Role there's a bit anyway. where he yeah. There's a bit where he's just Willy Wonka himself on all the beer to save them from drowning oh, yeah, and can't yeah. get out of the tube. There's like that's not yeah that's funny really man. Work. That that wasn't too. I mean they're they're interplay with each other. I mean it's like the kind of thing where they keep repeating stuff. They have their their kind of language. Yeah yeah. Calling each other hosers, which I had heard before. I guess comes from this. Uh, and Sam, it's like, just like take Chichin off. Chong with beer. It's like yeah, take off, take off. Uh, so I'm sure fans of this film are telling us to take off right now. But yeah, we we shouldn't spend too much more time dissing it. Like it's not. And like I said, it's I, not I, the same kind of movie as the movies we talked about. Yeah, I got a couple laughs out of it, mostly from the more meta stuff, but or at least a couple of uh, smiles at the very least. Sure. Yeah. So I guess I was just annoyed. Yeah, that was that's clear from you texting me about it. Um, because you also <laughs> referenced Dracula's. You're like, is this going to be another Dracula's daughter? Which famously, well, probably one oh, that I literally couldn't finish. Which also, yeah, so I, I picked know, this man. one too because like it's short. I figured we could get it done easily. Dracula's daughter, another very short one. You're having more problems with the short. These short getting through these short ones, Eric. I don't know, man. I gave you the shortest movie we've we've ever discussed last year. Which was, um, what, what was that again? Host. Or two years ago now? Oh, yeah, that was, like, basically... Uh, like, host. That was borderline not movie length, really. It wasn't, like, 62 minutes or Yeah, something. it's, like, yeah. It's, it's extremely short, and I had no problem with that. So I don't think I don't think we can do this thing where Eric doesn't like a specific kind of movie. Well, that's everywhere. that was up your alley. I'm uh, talking <laughs> about the ones I'm picking, I guess. I mean, that, 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 was, yeah, that was your yeah. pick, and that was clearly, you know... Right in your wheelhouse. Anyway, the Hamlet character in Strange Brew is the girl, I guess. You know, the, uh, I mean, not I guess. It, it uh, yeah, the heiress who uh, is trying to win her brewery back, which is hers by uh, right and law, from her evil uncle. So so the uncle is definitely more of a comedic uh, villain than, like, a bumbling guy. And Von Cito is the main villain. But, like... What in Hamlet? I'm trying to remember now is what is the Von Cito equivalent? Because the uncle is Claudius, right? The king. Well, uncle slash king, and then is there like a helper of the king that like? Yes. Okay. I have of course forgotten that character's name, but it's uh, the the uncle very much does have like a Rasputin character. Although it's not so much a Rasputin. He's just got he's got his um, major domo right. He's got his guy, um, and that guy's son was friends with hamlet and there's oh rivalry yes. there and he yeah and then he killed hamlet and, and, and his he, son have hamlet a duel absolutely kills him yeah yeah, okay. yeah exactly so but going over to the north man and that hamlet uh adaptation or whatever um there is no character like that well funnily enough in the north man um not to not to spoil anything but there is a character like that oh remind me then well let's just say full spoilers I mean, this isn't a movie, like, that is... I mean, like, you know, this is a tragedy, like, Hamlet. I mean, it's gonna... You kind of might know how it ends. But, uh, I guess we'll just say spoilers from here on out. Well, quickly, no spoilers. The Northman okay. is a full-on dudes rock movie. Mm. Um, it's, it's got... 
impeccably shot badass action it's got really dirty fucking vikings yeah. fighting semi-realistically um it's got fucking anya taylor joy in speaking in a weird accent hmm. it's got nicole kidman just annihilating the screen kidman was um, great in this. and it's one of my, my favorite performances uh, from her i've seen it's uh it's a it's a really cool movie it's it's extremely eggers core eggheads should love it um i read or i read i heard um on the review on fucking chapo trap house that uh something that i i I now truly fundamentally believe that robert eggers is so good at shooting the past like it's a completely different fucking universe um and it it is like truly like a transformative transportative experience watching this movie it it does not feel like uh you're actually in europe it feels like you're in the norse it feels like you're in the norse mythology right yeah i mean that's kind of like the thing about these viking films are like that kind of like lifestyle it does seem so alien kind of in a way and it's enough well yes (laughs) we're so used to like the judeo-christian world i guess that Mm-hmm. That's it's just so different. Even though that was you know, that was starting to pop up around the same time, but they were, that was who the Vikings were primarily clashing with culture wise. But yeah, so I think it sounds like you probably liked it a little more than I did. Again, I haven't gotten the fresh watch, unfortunately. I did like it quite a bit. All the things you said are true. I guess the story for me was not there in terms of it. It is kind of just that that typical storyline. There's a couple elements in the middle where I was like, okay, this could be a little interesting. But then I went back to the, the less interesting to me. And, like, I think I like the... I mean, the, the in, in the other two Eggers films, The Lighthouse and The Witch, The Vavitch, the story's, like, not really that important at all, really. It's more of the vibe. And the vibe is just more weird in those ones. Yeah. And maybe... I was talking to you about this off uh, mic a little bit, but, like... I think I've seen a lot of other Viking stuff more so than uh, the Eggers' other two movies. Like that, that was a little more novel to me. Uh-huh. So even though I did like the action quite a bit, and and, and the general vibe, yeah, it didn't. It, I think this one didn't get me as much as those other two ones did. I would have to say, but I, I think I should give it a revisit. But that, that's just the non-spoiler uh, review. Then uh, it's still definitely worth watching. I think, but um, yeah. Yeah, I I would have liked the, the the third act to be a little more weird or something or or, or have a little more. Um, uh huh. Obviously, I know they're going for this Hamlet thing now in hindsight, but uh, like it to have a little more of a twist or something in there. I I mean, you didn't like the twist. We we're going to spoiler town now, huh? Yeah, uh, I'm talking about with uh Nicole Kidman. Right, like you were saying, he doesn't have his Rasputin character, but he absolutely does. It's 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 Nicole Kidman. <laughs> But there also is, like, his mom is a character in Hamlet, too. So I guess they kind of combined it a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. That was my favorite scene in the film. That, and I did say that in the comments or whatever I had to leave after after the test screening. Yeah, yeah. The scene where he confronts her and she, like, starts coming on to him then or whatever. And, like, and then says, like, it was her idea or something. Which I don't know if that's true or not. Or if she was just, you know, um, provoking him, but... Yeah, dude, uh, my teeth were fucking tingling watching that scene. It was the, the, the fucking, the, the energy, uh, the, 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 the shift is it, mm-hmm. truly, like, electric moment. 
she is just digging her claws into everything. It, it, it was such a great five-minute stretch of film. And the, the uncle character, I wasn't really familiar with that actor, but he, he's a good job as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was fine. I, I didn't recognize him from anything. What is his name? We should not do the thing where we don't say people's names. It's like a weird, it's like something bang. Like, I think his last name is like B-A-N-G. I, th- I, I think, he, I mean, he must be um, Norwegian or Danish or something. Yeah, he is uh, definitely from up there. Uh, his name is Clayus Bang. Okay, that's right. Yeah. And and Skarsgård, you know, he's like, I mean, he was a stud in this for sure. He, he looked quite, uh, quite imposing. Oh, he's fucking yoked, dude. Talking about Bjork, by the way, you said, I don't think she's, a, she's she would be like Gravedigger or whatever. Yes. That would be more that bad. Yeah, that's another scene too. Where they're in that Russian village where that they've like just completely massacred and we get the cool fucking scene of him just grabbing a, a chucked spear out of the air mm-hmm. and throwing it uh, back at the wall. Um, just a sick fucking shot. Um, but but that village, after they've just like brutally massacred everyone in that like long tracking shot uh, and locked everyone in the village that they did not uh, capture to be uh, sold on the Viking markets... That's how them Vikings did it. Um, and they've locked them all in the house and burned them like the ghost of this witch played by Bjorn, or Bjork, sets him on his on this mission, like, oh, like reawakens, just like, hey, by the way, you're a creature of pure vengeance. I hope you uh, remember that. And, like, that's another that's another one of those scenes where it's just, like, this movie that's set outside and, and involves mostly combat with short swords and axes, um, or you expect to, like, involve at least a lot of combat, really turns on those two, like, two short scenes of like women trapping him in a hut and telling him things he doesn't want to hear it's a i I just thought that was like a like a really smart storytelling touch okay yeah i didn't think about that i guess like that comparison or the symmetry there um but yeah it's all right we had defoe as well probably not not enough defoe for my taste just a i mean (laughs) defoe Defoe on a hundred thousand in that scene with the farting. Yeah, he is gone. He was gone a uh, full bar. Um, so yeah, he he's just in the beginning, right? He doesn't come back at all. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. It might be like he's he he might come back for a second in the third act. I I've begun to forget. Well, there was like another. Well, you saw it some more recently than I did. Uh, there was another um character like that, but I think it was a different character. But he does see another seer type person later on. I think. right. He goes into the temple and the seer is just there. Yeah, yeah. And that's the guy that tells him where to get the sword, the the magical sword that can only be drawn at night. Just another cool thing. Yeah. So I liked all the stuff where I guess it was. Here's how I was feeling about it. Like the first act was. I mean, I was like, okay, this is Lion King, or I get you know, it's. I I, I but I'm still on the vibe of it. At least I'll see where it's going. The second act I was more into, and especially when he gets to the, you know, he, he sells himself into slavery. Uh, not horribly, believably, but, you know, it's the story. <laughs> yeah. Then he gets, you know, to his uncle's farm land or whatever. Um, I don't know if it's supposed to be Iceland or something, I think. And then yes. he starts, he ingratiates himself. I like that scene with, like, the, the sport they're playing, like, rugby-type sport or whatever it was. Um where yeah that was shot so fucking yeah, cool too where he's all the tackling he saves and murder. His, i guess a half brother um 
and then gets ingratiated. And then he's, like, picking off people. I like this stuff at night where he's, like, that's when I was, like, okay, this could get a little interesting. And then yeah. the scene with Nicole Kidman, the mom. But um, but then by the rest of it, as soon as he starts taking all the revenge, like, killing the this family, basically, and challenging Uncle, then I was, like, kind of, it lost me a little bit, I guess. So I was just, like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really... I mean, I get why it went really? that way, but I mean, just the the sword fight between him and the and Bang Clay's Bang, uh, the uncle. It just didn't it didn't really do anything for me. I got to be honest. Okay, I thought that was fucking cool, like the naked sword fight in the volcano. Um, so I don't know if you remember this in the in the in the test screening that you saw, but there's a there's a part where, um, like. Basically, they've been fighting for a while, and they're both getting super fucking tired, right? Um, and uh, Clay Spang's character gets him real good in, in his fucking arm, like his sword arm, and he looks, like, fucking done. And he's just, like, breathing, like, just this, like, really terrified, ragged, like, child hiding under a bed uh, during that scene in Kill Bill breath. Um, and just, like, staring straight forward in the camera, doing his... Uh, call me by your name, and <laughs> just like you never miss an breathing, he- heaving breaths, and like mooing in in exhaustion almost, and it uh like that was so effective. Um, and then they do they do you know end up killing each other at the simultaneously. Um, after that, um, once they commence their fight, he cuts his head off, right? Uh, yeah, he cuts his head off, and he himself gets stabbed in the heart. Yeah, and I like. All vengeance movies are going to end with you you almost get the vengeance you want and it destroys you, right? We've had this conversation yeah. before we when we talked about um, Promising Young Woman, right? The point of the vengeance plot isn't that it's so cool to do vengeance. The point of the vengeance plot is like, what do you lose when you give yourself over to those impulses? Yeah, I guess. So for, for one, I don't really recall what you're talking about with it, but it sounds good the way you're saying it, but I don't specifically remember that um, acting choice or that, that moment. But, so, maybe it was cut around differently in the test. More likely, I just don't remember, because it was a long time ago. But um, it didn't stick with me, at least. But also, A Promising Young Woman, I mean, that's, like, a more clever twist on the, the revenge story, though, I guess. Like, well, the way in which that movie cannot afford and, and, and has no desire to fully deny her her revenge right mm-hmm. oh you mean the clever twists where i'm um, sorry to spoil a movie that we've already talked about on this pod uh three two one uh you mean the twist where like her trying to avenge her friend gets her killed yeah, yeah. like you don't expect she's oh. actually gonna die. yeah that was really clever but i mean right and, and like it's not as twisty in the northman but the ultimately it's the same thing right I guess I, I guess I'm, I I think I'm, what I'm coming up against is I'm just maybe a little tired of this uh, of this the revenge thing okay like that. or at least and see I never get tired of the revenge plot see I'm not, it, it depends on how the tone and, and and what I'm getting like if I'm watching like a B movie whatever exploitation like seventies eighties film I'm I'm usually all for it and I'm entertained like when I'm seeing like the new Robert Eggers like art house director you know your bro art house whatever hero guy i i just wanted something a little more i think is what i'm coming up against than a than a than a shakespearean uh, tragedy i guess okay okay that's why i'm saying i want something a little more weird or something a little different so 
And it does always annoy me, even though I know it's the point, it does tend to annoy me in movies, like even good movies when you're, and I get, I get that's why the filmmaker's doing it, but like when you're just like, just leave, just don't do this, you know, like just go with Anya Taylor-Joy and start a family in the boat. But you, like at the end of he, Pete, exactly. <laughs> Pete, De Niro, just leave, don't go back for this and get killed, you know, just, just, I don't know. It, it, it just bothers me personally a little bit, even though, like I said, I know that's, it's not gonna go that way right i mean but i struggle with this too with um not so much vengeance uh dramas but um with cringe comedies you know i I really struggle with cringe comedies like silicon valley just like the the he's behind the door aspect of you just don't have to say the one sentence you just said Um, i i I totally feel you i agree with this on that in other ways but like (sighs) film is supposed to be like it's supposed to show, like, a stylized version of, like, our, like, lives, right? He's supposed to be, like, these characters have to do that so we can see what happens when you do, right? He can't make a sensible choice and just live happily ever after. That's a boring fucking movie, right? I mean, depends, I guess. I, I think it could be done what, uh, right, but maybe not this type of... Fair. Maybe not this film, but I don't know. I, I just can't... Coming back to something, like, I... Yeah, I just I just didn't have that that satisfying moment at the end. Like it seems like you did. That's fair. That's fair. I really loved uh, the end of this movie. Um, I actually think it actually think it fully roped me into an experience that I didn't have a lot of thoughts on. In in kind of the the reverse uh, way that it left you feeling. Hmm. What else do you want to talk about with this one? Well, we can't talk about a Robert Eggers movie uh, um, co-starring Anya Taylor-Joy without talking about the Anya Taylor-Joy of it all. What a fucking performance. Uh, just, like, pulling off that weird accent in a way that I wasn't annoyed by her. There is something about the set of her jaw and, like, the, her, like, constant uh, middle distance stare in this movie that I actually think is not, like, an annoying affectation and is incredible acting. Mm. She's just, like, she is playing a creature of pure resolve, and she knows what needs to be done, and that's the thing. She knows that he shouldn't fucking do this, and she's trying to stop him. After she after she helps him, she's trying to stop him, obviously. Um, or, or asking him to stop, at least. Um, and, and she knows that she can't change his mind, and there's the whole... Um, her destiny of it of it all um i just i i think she's fucking fantastic in this and i thought she was fantastic in the witch um i have not finished the chess oh, show Gambit. but she was really good yeah. in that um i think uh, i think uh, we got one here i think we definitely not a patron say to the pod no but, uh, you know and you're not like, uh you're not going on a hot any hot take here like she's like the kind of the it girl uh recently um you know she's good in um last night and so too which is another one that was like not great, but I had its Yeah, yeah, she is. And, and this one, I guess, I don't remember the accent, to be honest. That's another thing lost the time for me. I don't know if you want to try to do it real quick so I can refresh my... Uh, I will spare... Um, uh, I will spare your listeners right. that... Uh, our listeners. Uh, but, yeah, I guess of, like, I was I, I was left more... Um, like, Kidman was the one who stood out to me, like, the, the performance from this one that I remember <laughs> versus... To, uh, Kidman really like, stands out. I, um, I thought Anya Taylor Joy was like was quite serviceable, good actor, doing fine work, but it didn't really stand out to me. But again, now now I keep like 
thinking I just mm. need to rewatch it, which I kind of wish I would have been able to for this, but yeah, I don't, I didn't, uh, I, al- I also heard, go uh, ahead. No, but, but like in the witch, for example, you're like, oh, this is like a star, like this is like a star performance where I know she was the star of that, not this, but yeah. you know, I didn't get the same pop. Yeah. What did you hear though? Oh, I just heard on another review, um, uh, to paraphrase that person paraphrasing, but like everyone was complaining about how grueling the shoot was, uh, like all the other actors and all the craft people and allegedly in like behind the scenes interviews and shit, um, Anya Taylor-Joy was just relentlessly just like, no, Robert Eggers is my guy and we are doing this for him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put more mud in my hair, uh, which I, which I think is fucking cool. Um, she's the, uh. Yeah. She's the Julia Fox to his, uh, uh, uh Saf, Benny Safdie or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. But, yeah, so, do we do we miss any other, per- I mean, I briefly touched on Ethan Hawke, you know, he's only in the beginning. Um, is there any other main actors that we didn't even bring up yet or anything? That's kind of the whole cast, yeah. right? I mean, I, I didn't, I certainly didn't recognize anybody that I have, uh, a film watching relationship to in the like the Robert Eggers Northman players cast, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 chorus parts of the. Um, oh, you know what? I think I saw like other other. Uh, um, uh, uh, speaking slaves. of Game of Thrones, I think I saw our girl Liza Aaron, who's who's has a main role in the Vivitch, is the mom. I think I saw her. She's definitely an Eggers player. I think I saw her. I thought I saw her too. Um, but I forget where I thought I saw her. But now that you say that, I definitely thought, wait, is that her? Um, so that's cool. Uh, so. Yeah. The Oh, yeah. One other thing I wanted to bring up. So here's another thing from the test que- screening questions afterwards. They're like, I can't remember if they said them like a scale of one to ten or what the scale was. But they, there was some question framed around like how difficult did you find it to understand what the characters were saying, how they were speaking. Are you about to tell me that you're the guy who left the review uh, during test screening that said you need a master's degree in Viking mythology to watch this movie? No. Well, see, I thought, to me, it didn't, like, especially compared to, like, I mean, the, the Lighthouse, I guess, they're speaking regular English, but they're just using all kind of flower of the language. But the Vavitch, it's, like, basically don't know what they're saying. Like, you kind of just get the vibe of it. A lot of it, at least. Like, they're using the prose as, like, very, like, not what yeah. you're used to, old timey, and then this I didn't, yeah. I didn't get that as much. Like I had no issue, but I was also wondering. I have seen more Viking, like uh, Viking shows. Like there's one I like uh, that's on Netflix called the The Last Kingdom. I think I mentioned that to you, and like I've seen other Viking stuff. I'm more familiar with the Viking kind of speech, I guess. So I didn't have any issue with it really. But maybe the common person that did. I don't. What? How did you feel? So I. I have to, yeah, I have to soapbox here. I have to reject that 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 premise. Um, I don't watch a lot of Viking mm-hmm. shit. Uh, it's not, it's not Amelia that I'm particularly interested in. Um, and I had no problem understanding it, this, like anything that happened here. They were speaking plain English. If you pay attention to a fucking movie, you can figure out what's happening. Um, and, and maybe it's uncomfortable for you or whatever because like these characters are doing bad things that you wouldn't do yourself. Um, but we have to, we have to do something about media literacy in America and I don't have the answer, but I can't, every time a cool movie comes out, I can't just 
not go on the internet in order to avoid the people saying the stupid shit. The people saying they couldn't understand a thing that happened in Power of the Dog uh, or The Northman. The thing that saying that Licorice Pizza is a, is a movie of pure evil because one character that the joke is obviously on is a racist. I can't do this with you fucking people anymore. I mean, uh, or it sounds like we're getting a situation coming up where you're going to be... Uh... You're going to be like clockwork oranging people's eyelids open and forcing them to watch uh, a middle-aged man, uh, you know, pick up a donut server. That's a thinker for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it just happened again this weekend, dude, with the fucking uh, the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie, which you can watch if you want. I'm, I, I love Sam Raimi and I, 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 I wish him the best in all of his endeavors, but I'm not going to watch a fucking Marvel movie at this point in my life. Um, but, like, it got a PG-13 rating, and there's some, like, really badly done CGI gore, because this movie, uh, apparently feels largely unfinished. Um, but I've seen, I've seen a clip of, like, a bunch of Spider-Mans dying in gruesome ways, and it's supposed to be, like, this wild romp through the multiverse and everything that he did wrong or whatever. Uh, or, or everything that could have gone wrong, or, or he's going wrong now because of, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's actions or something. And, like... Wait... This cartoon-ass violence has people saying this should have been an R-rated movie that you can't take your children to see uh, fucking the the comic book movie du jour. Like, because Spider-Man jumps backward off of a... Excuse me, because Spider-Man jumps backward off of a building and gets, like, turned into red mist by a helicopter. Like, fuck off. Hold on a sec. So, uh, I know this is not... I saw Evil Dead when I was, like, eight years old. It's not the point you're trying to... It's kind of a tangent, but I saw, like, a video... I, so this is from the actual movie, because, like, I saw someone post on Twitter what I thought was just someone that had created this thing of Spider-Man getting killed, like, the going into the helicopter, getting his arms ripped off. I thought... I, think I definitely didn't think that was from an yeah. actual real movie. I thought, like, the person that posted was, like, saying, like, oh, this is cool, like, whoever did this did a good job. That was actually in Doctor Strange, really? Um, I have not seen Doctor Strange, and I won't, but I think that's from the real movie, because... Because it looks like it's from the actual other movies, people like, have... like uh, Tobey Maguire on front of the train getting his yeah, arm... Yeah, it's actually Tobey Maguire's face. Hmm, if that's in there, maybe I'm a little more intrigued than I wasn't planning on watching it, but... Yeah, it may be super interested, but, like, I mean, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch another one of these movies. Uh, they are turning, like, they're phys- they are actively turning everyone's brains to mush and i can't fucking take it dude i'm mad as hell and i'm not going to take it anymore well it sounds like uh eric's gonna do something drastic i mean you did say hold on a sec i'm i'm tying two desperate things together but we also do uh we've been doing an uh, anime reaction uh series on my youtube channel drew's views called revolutionary girl lutena and on our most recent episode i think eric you did say that you were going to yourself cause a revolution of some kind actually i think you said you're going to be a martyr or die in a revolution a revolution i do not have enough charisma to lead a revolution i said i was going to die in a revolution okay but is it going to be related to is this we didn't dig in on what that topic might be in that in that episode but is this going to be a a a factor here or is this going to be what it's about yeah i'm gonna fight i'm gonna die fighting in the disney wars god damn it and then someone's gonna do a super cut like of you and different multiverses dying in different ways. Great, more more power to them. I don't I don't need my name, Im- image, and likeness at that point. 
I will take, yeah, if, if someone could do it, I will take Eric getting his head sliced off like the uncle in, in the Northman at the end with the magic sword or whatever it was. I'll, I'll take Yeah, I would that. actually I love to see that happen to me at this point in my life. <laughs> you could see it from the afterlife. Oh, man. Sorry, this got a little dark. I loved this movie, and there was some inane criticism of it, and there's been some inane criticism of all the movies that I've liked recently. Uh, so, Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about that licorice pizza thing that you mentioned. I had only seen that that was controversial after we discussed it, but even that one, at least, I guess I kind of see, like, he didn't have to include that, even if it's something that happened. I, I don't agree with the criticism of it, but... That one, at least, I was like, okay, I kind of see a, another point of view on this, even if I don't agree with it. But, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, man. That, I guess, will about do it for this episode of Movies Are Relevant. Are you looking forward to anything? I mean, we're kind of in the... Well, it's all just superhero movies now, like we, we say, but uh, is there another... Um, uh, There's a Cronenberg coming out soon, I think. I don't know how soon, but there's a trailer for it. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I, I, uh, as you know, I'm not, like, a Cronenberg completionist at this point in my life. There's a Cronenberg movie coming out, and there's a Gaspar Noé movie coming out uh, really soon uh, that I am very interested in. It's supposed to be, like... Disturbing? Not. Okay, well, I'll take that. You know, extreme. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, extreme and disturbing as the rest of his canon. I'm interested to see what he does with that. I read a review of that already. That's cool. I just saw Ty West's X. Speaking oh, I want to uh, see movies that. where bad things and bad people uh, exist. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I, I just watched um, We're All Going to the World's Fair uh, because the algorithms that uh, serve ads to people know that I am a fan of cr- uh, dumb, creepy internet shit and horror movies. Um, it, is, it is a really, really... Nice is not the word because of the other connotations that nice has, but it's a really, it's a, it's a really thoughtful. Um, it's a horror film, it, sort of. It's a it's a really thoughtful examination of like what is life to live like to live your whole life as an outsider, but uh, on the internet and the ways that uh, you can lose yourself in the identity that you present online. It's like well trod territory, but it takes the it takes the shape of this um, horror ARG um, that may be a real thing. Or, or, or at least a creepypasta about it exists. What's an ARG for the for uh, people that don't know? Um, an augmented reality, an augmented reality game. I think it's where you just pretend that like a ghost thing is real, right? Uh, like the Dear David thing, or yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's about uh, like loneliness living itself out in. Um, on the internet in, in the, uh, in the context of these niche communities. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really recommend it. If anyone gets a chance to watch it, it's, it's, there's, there are only two actors. It's only like an hour and a half long. Oh. And it's, uh, I, I thought it was really compelling and, um, like I said, thoughtful and kind of creepy. So. All right. Oh, those are all good. Uh, thanks to a good mix of things to be in a film. Why not? What are you looking forward to Drew? Well, yeah, I mentioned the Cronenberg. What uh, I do want to see X. Is that a recommend from you, you said? Oh, it's a hard recommend. Yeah, I definitely need to see that. I even do want to kind of see the... I guess it's another multiverse type movie, but that what everything all at once or whatever it's called. I, I was meaning to try to see that, too. I need to see that, yeah. Uh, it, it happened when I was moving, so I didn't get to. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing else off the top of my head. I guess I wasn't prepared, even though I brought it up. Um, but... 
Yeah, we'll 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 see though. We'll come back next episode with something good, something fresh, something classic, all of the above. And uh, yeah, ch- hey, check out the aforementioned YouTube channel, Drew's Views. We're both on there, talking, uh, reacting to some anime, post media, and other shows. And uh, yeah, use code BKRB on DraftKings if you're gonna sign up for that. Uh, definitely you know nba playoffs going on right now nhl playoffs all type of sports going on code bkrb yeah do your same gay parlays or 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 whatever they're saying on the ads now we love it uh yeah and uh until next time get out there and watch some films stay at home and watch them just get to get to watch and stuff and uh we're out of here peace Productions.